Hi, I'm Jessie Draper. I am first and foremost a mom, a boy mom to be exact, a boy mom who invests in female-founded companies. Yep, the joke's on me. I'm the founder of Halogen Ventures, a former entrepreneur and creator of an Emmy-nominated television series on technology. My mission is to support women and help raise awareness about the biggest issues facing society, women, and families today, starting with solving childcare. From celebrity guests to founders and politicians, everyone came from a family somewhere. And I want to hear from you, the families of America, on how we can make change because I can't do this alone. Let's get started. We have monumental work to do. Mommy, mommy, mommy. Evelyn Taft is an American meteorologist and journalist. She currently works at CBS KCAL 9 Los Angeles as the meteorologist also known as the Weather Girl. Previously, she worked for KRON 4 in San Francisco. Evelyn is a member of the National Weather Association and has been granted the National Weather Association seal of approval. Of Russian descent, she taught herself English by watching the Weather Channel. She lives with her husband, Ross, and two kids in Los Angeles. Evelyn is one of my greatest friends, and we also went to high school together. Well, I'm so excited to have you here today. We have Evelyn Taft, who I'm going to start with is one of my very good friends. Mm -hmm. And we went to high school together, and we actually used to run little talk shows together. So this is really giving me flashbacks. But really, you had a talk show on our local station, and I think I just came and did a show with you and we were so ridiculous <laughs> we did something on olympic day at our high school yep. and we like did a bunch of olympics that were not olympics like jumping in trash yes. cans yep and there's one thing that really sticks out to me which is we jumped into the baroni's fountain that which was they is, closed it yeah it's permanently not permanently not but like permanently. for a period of time because of but that. like i'm just gonna say like <laughs> gross so gross. Like gross, gross, gross. <laughs> what were we doing? We put on right. swimsuits and we swam yeah. in the fountain. It wasn't a big fountain. It wasn't meant for swimming. No. But we we decided that was where we were going to do our swimming yep. Olympic competition. Yes. And gross. We're still alive to tell the tale. <laughs> we're still there. Didn't but, get any bacteria poisoning. No, yes. Thankfully. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but I just thought I'd just start there. Yeah. And now you're doing so great. I'm so proud oh, of you. I mean, you. you. I'm proud of you. You, <laughs> like, I see you on these, I see you on billboards every once in a while. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's Evelyn. I'm so oh. proud of her because you, you knew what you wanted. You're like one of those people who really like manifested exactly what you wanted yeah. in your life. Yeah. And you wanted to go into being the weather girl, essentially. Right. And you are. You are the Los Angeles right. CBS weather girl. It's right. like amazing. You're a meteorologist. It's much I more am, but that's okay. technical. I'll take both. Yeah. It's much more technical <laughs> than that. But I'm so proud of you. So we usually start these episodes with like, what's your mom win of the week? Mm. And I have kind of a funny mom win this week. My son, it was sort of like a mom loss hopefully turned it into a win, but I was at our high school reunion last weekend right. where I As saw was you. I. <laughs> yes. And so usually that's my time with my kids. Mm-hmm. Like, and my kids know like, Hey mommy, can I do that activity with you this weekend? Right. And it's so, it sort of breaks my heart whenever they say something like that, but I wasn't there last weekend. And so my son said to me on the way to school on Monday, he was like, mommy, you didn't, um, hang out with me very much this weekend and I feel like you're not playing with me enough and so I was like okay well we'll do an activity tonight and I I got this I have three boys so just like put this into context um I got this embroidery kit (laughs) 
Oh, love it. I'm flipping the gender roles. Like that's Good. what I do. But my mom taught me to sew. My grandmother taught me to sew. Right. And like it was a big thing in my family. Yeah. But he did such a cool thing where he drew a Minecraft character. He's never played Ooh, Minecraft, but he's okay. obsessed with the characters. And he sewed it. And he was really excited about <gasps> no it. So we're making way. a Minecraft pillow. So that was Stop my like it. mom win of the week and that's kind of like huge. a fun activity. I highly recommend. Okay. This is your oldest. For everyone. This is my oldest. Okay. So, so say fine motor skills yeah, are Yeah, fine motor point. skills yeah. and like very pointy <laughs> needles do not go to the middle or one-year-old right, child right. currently. But anyway, that was my, my mom win <laughs> of the week. Impressive. So tell me about yours. Okay. And that's just like a win overall. The it fact is. that you can sew and embroider. I learned... I, I have mean, two I'm a left basic hands. Sewer. Like, but, but you can can you basic. sew a button? Yes, I can sew a button. Okay. Yes. I am like, embarrassed to say that <laughs> my husband does the button sewing <laughs> if we need it in the house. Yeah. Ross, we're gonna have to talk yeah. about this yeah. next time I see you. Speaking of flipping gender roles, yeah. <laughs> yes. We we do a lot of that in our home. I yeah. love it. Yes. But that's a big win. Yeah. I love that. Okay, so I have got I'm I'm racking my brain a couple. They're small, but like little victories, They're right? They're yeah. important. So the first one, I would say my daughter, um, okay, now I'm get, can I give you like a mini list? I, yes, I can't pick you can one. give me a list. I mean, yeah. not to say I have so many wins because I have a lot of losses too, but I have a few like <laughs> mini, mini wins this, this week. I started my son in piano lessons on Monday. Oh my gosh, huge. I'm so excited. My mom was a piano teacher or is a piano teacher growing up. And so she was very picky about the teacher that we picked and oh, wow. I was like he's never gonna learn he had this beautiful lesson he was so into it he was singing he came home and started playing on the keys wow. right after so that was a big win because I was like am I forcing him to do this just because I did it yes you know I don't want to I don't want to put that on my kids I, I want them to like what they're doing and 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 pick the thing so that was a win um, huge. Another win for my daughter, she's been struggling with her spelling tests every week. So now we're in homework territory, which I was always wondering, when am I going to get there? You know, the, yeah. we're doing homework with our kids after school. And how old is she? She's eight now. She's eight. Okay. So she's eight going on nine this year. She's yes. in third grade. Okay. So she's been struggling. Not terrible, but you know, she hasn't been getting perfect scores and some of her friends have been getting 24 out of 24s. And she's like, mommy, you know, I got an 18 or, okay. So yeah. We've been sitting down studying. There may have been like a little bribery, like a trip to Barnes and Noble for a book, yes, kind of thing. You know, I mean, my ed- educational bribery operates on bribes, yeah, right? Stickers, uh, Pokemon cards, right? Pokemon those things. That's oh, yeah, so big, for, so big for us right now. That was actually one win. We got a pack yesterday for my son, and nice. he got a Charizard, and that's like a really big oh, deal. Yes, well, yeah. I'm very familiar with yeah. Charizard. So and <laughs> we, yeah, we need them to trade. Yeah. We need them. Yeah, to yeah, we trade. need to have a little yeah. Pokemon get together. So. But yeah, so that's a win. And she got a perfect score on her spelling test. And I feel, and she was, she felt so good. I put it up on the wall. And now she's excited to take her test today. Oh, that's awesome. The next one. Yeah. That is awesome. Oh my gosh. I feel pretty good about myself. Yeah. 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 It's like any, yeah, any forward movement in that. And like it shows she worked on it and she, you know, now she's spelling great. Right. Sounds like. Right. And every kid learns differently too, is what you realize. Like I'm even seeing such differences between my first and my second child where I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to teach my second child to read, but my first child basically like taught himself. Right. And I'm, I'm already stressed about that. I'm like trying to start teaching him things, you know, but he just learns differently and and you have to learn how they learn too. Exactly. Which is, you know, it's, it's a challenge. I'm up for it, but it's a challenge. Right. Right. Completely. So we, so we always talk about parent news of the day or childcare news of the day. And this is sort of an, a slightly 
off topic category that I wanted to talk about, but I felt like you would relate. Does Ross play golf? Yes. Yeah. So Brian's on a golf trip right now. Uh, so you can I'm sorry. see. This I'm is sorry the end for of you. a very long week for me. So that should have been my mom. <laughs> is this the golf trip that I heard about yes. in your podcast? It was an eight day. It's an eight day, eight day trip. That's, yes. that's, you're a good um, wife. Yeah. You're a good no, wife. I know. And you guys, he didn't even call until today and he's coming home tonight and so I was like can I talk to your friends and he like puts the FaceTime up to them I'm like please tell him to call before the last day of the trip in the future he does have three children like they would like to talk to him but you know I'm glad he's having every you know everyone needs like whatever that they need to kind of like go blow off steam like a boy's trip a girl's trip I think that's important and I wanted to support that um the okay so my friend like led me on to this Malcolm Gladwell's podcast. Oh, I don't know. It's him. really amazing. I haven't heard his podcast though, but that's okay. It's, that's going on the list right So here. yes, yeah. going on the list. Okay. So it's called Revisionist History, his podcast. And there's this episode called Rich People and Their Addiction to Golf. Mm. So he mentions in addition to his hatred of golf, and I don't <laughs> hate it completely, but right. like, I don't know. So anyway, Malcolm Gladwell went, mentions in addition to his hatred of golf, and he goes through all the golf courses basically in Los Angeles. Mm. And he says, why are we, why do we have a million golf courses not open to the public? Correct. And why aren't they public parks? Because there's no public parks in Los Angeles. imagine what that would be like? Yes. I mean, during COVID, it was a disaster. Granted, the two parks they have in Los Angeles, they shut down. But... What a disaster. Right. And so he was actually equating the golf courses to, I think they're like 200 acres or something. Like a golf course has to be a very long, I'm sure I'm butchering the exact, I think it's 200 acres. Sounds sounds right to me. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like equating that to like, it's like if you'd had, if in order to build a basketball court, you had to have 200 acres to do so. And then you have like bajillions of these in Los Angeles. And he had all these really great ideas around just, I think, community building and public parks and how they should be open to the public because it's some of the most beautiful land. Mm. But one of the other issues that he digs into, and I highly recommend everyone listens to this podcast, especially those who live in California or Los Angeles, he digs into that they also get these really ridiculous tax breaks and he was sort of hinting it was because a lot of the auditors and accountants who handle like the state taxes for these different things like were golfers and Mm. it is crazy to me and so I just you know this is just a conversation but what do you think about that what has your experience been with public parks and and parks just all over Los Angeles and um yeah do you have any ideas around what we should do with golf courses I mean I'm not mad at my husband I'm I'm not not mad mad for him him being gone eight days (laughs) right (laughs) I mean not at all not even a little bit (laughs) zero (laughs) have a great time honey I'm with you. I mean, when uh, when you just said, uh, my mind is kind of blown, actually. I think that is genius. There are so many golfers out there that, would, you know. Feel differently. Yes, yes, yes. And, you know, maybe there's a balance. Yes. Maybe Maybe there's a balance. Maybe you just open one of those golf courses to the public, and yeah. it's big enough to accommodate the people that want to go to the park. Right, or like how big is a public park even? It doesn't even have to be that big. It if doesn't. they have 200 acres, right. like, okay, you don't even need an acre for a right. park. You can do a small park, a exactly. small playground. Absolutely. So 
I'm all for it. There's one public golf course in the Valley, and they're about to close it because a school bought it out. So it's no longer going to be open to the public. I feel like that's kind of a success story because there's plenty of places to golf. There's plenty of places to golf. Right, but but no longer. So now the school is going to take it over. Wow. And it's been a battle between this private school. What golf course is it? Witsit. Witsit. Studio City. Yeah, so it's a nine hole. It's a small course. But I love that anybody can go there. But But again... You know, there's been a lot of tension there because yeah. they're also trying to privatize that. So, I, you know, in my experience as a parent, and especially during COVID, there's nowhere to go. Yeah. I mean, and the things that you see at these parks that you have to explain to your kids. Yeah. And, you know, it, I'm walking a fine line here, but it's just there is not a park I can go to where I feel 100% safe. Yeah, that's you know, true. I, I don't. and And... You know, space-wise, the closest park to me is maybe 20 minutes, and that's not factoring in L.A. traffic. So there's just not a lot of options. And then the options that we have, I I feel like it's it's limited. I kind of, I mean, they're a little older now, but to be honest, parks haven't really been a big part of our lives, and I wanted them to be so bad. But I think just growing up in L.A. or the kids growing up in L.A., it's just There's not a just part of nothing. their fabric. It's very, yeah, like we can't walk to a park by any no. means. And there were a few places we went, but during COVID, I mean, I was taking my kids. I was like, where is there just sort of land they can run around? And right. I was like, oh, we'll go to UCLA. And we, we went to like, UCLA a lot and yeah. rode bikes. That yeah, was like that our was big a good thing. bike riding area. Yeah. 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 And like we went to their sculpture garden and like yeah. had a picnic. I'm surprised we didn't run into you. I know. Yeah, that was kind of our COVID. jam. That yeah. would have been a good like, yeah, that would have been good. Evelyn and I live on opposite sides of LA. And so, <laughs> you know, if you live in Los Angeles, you know that that's just, it's basically like she lives in New York. Right. Um, but you know what? Today, Jesse came east. <laughs> And it's I was true. so excited. I was like, oh, my gosh. It's true. <laughs> She's here. <laughs> the, you know, going up north to our high school reunion yes. is technically, yes. you know, That's an where easier we commute yeah, than we, crossing we the 405. There. That was like, and we hadn't seen each other yeah. in a long time. That was pretty funny. So, okay, well, let's dig into your child care. You have uh, done some fascinating things, <laughs> I think, through your career. Right. Let's First of all, like... Tell us a little about your career and what do you do? Okay, so I predict the weather <laughs> for Southern California. I'm a meteorologist or weather girl, as, as <laughs> some people, yes, I know, like to say. But I have been here in LA for the last 13 years at CBS and KCAL delivering weather forecasts every night for a, a few years, every morning. So there was a brief time where... And what time were you getting up? Back then, I was getting to work, I was getting up before 3 a.m., like 2.45, oh and I was Brutal. getting to work by 3.30, yeah, which was all, you know. But we, we need the, the weather, we, so we need the it's weather. appreciated. It, absolutely, and you know, it's funny because people always say, there's no weather in L.A., but then when you really take a step back, we have wildfires, so that's our severe weather, and that's, you know, it's severe. It's a big part of forecasting is, is fire forecasting and fire weather. We get snow in the mountains. Yeah. We get dust storms in the desert. You know, we, we sometimes think that we just kind of live in this little LA bubble. But when you really take a step back and you look at all of Southern California, things actually happen. We might have rain this weekend. We, it, it was we kind got of thunderstorms, today. right? It, at my house, it was kind of raining. Kind today. of, right? Yeah. A drizzle. Is there any weather that just terrifies you? Tornadoes. Yeah. Yeah. I've never... I've always wanted to storm chase. Now I'm at a point in my life where that's kind of like a a contentious point between my husband and I because he's like, you're not going to go do that now. But tornadoes terrify me. 
storm chasing. They really do. That yeah. is cool that you, I would like to storm chase with you because you would know what was up. I, I think so. We got to get the blessing yeah. from Ross. Yeah. Once our kids are older, that would be <laughs> yeah. a fun adventure. Yes. I'd be up for that. Right? Yeah. Okay, cool. I'll yeah. hold you to that. That'd be exciting. Because I, I, yeah, tornadoes scare me too, but I kind of want to know about right, them or right. see what or they one. do. Yeah. In, in see one in IRL. Yes. <laughs> in real life. Exactly. Exactly. Well, so then tell me about what does your child care look like mm-hmm. right now? Right. Ooh, okay, so it's it's changed a lot over the years. COVID was a big game changer, and our kids getting older, too. Well, and I think it's a constant evolution. Right. I'm trying to just accept that because it is frustrating whenever there is, like, a major child care change. Yeah. But I think it's it's always an evolution. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. So it's evolved, and both of us work full-time, so we, we need the help, you know, because there is a period of time where we're both at work and we physically need somebody at the house. So we have a very part-time nanny right now but I would say she's sort of less of a nanny and more of a hold the fort down help with dinner while I'm at work while my husband's at work so we can do the kids stuff we try to do everything kid related whether it's shuttling them to activities sports my husband coaches their teams so you know he comes home early takes them to practice takes them back like if they have now piano and my daughter's doing violin you know that's right after school so I'll shuttle them there you know host play dates whatever that looks like we try to do that on our own, but we do have this amazing woman, and I, I don't know what I would do without her. One little tidbit about her, before she was a nanny, and she's been a nanny for a very, very long time. She, she was with a couple families for years and years. She was a hairstylist, so she actually will help me do my hair. Okay, so for- <laughs> you found like the greatest nanny of all time. I mean, yesterday I'm literally sitting there, and she's like giving me food before I go to work and like you know the kids are sitting there and I'm doing homework with them and she's curling my hair I was like you are so special like nobody can do what you can do and with just a huge smile on her face and she's 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 amazing so what I like to address is like you have a nanny and I have a nanny slash hairdresser slash hairdresser Mm -hmm. which like I I'm really feel like I got gypped now. No, I didn't. My, my nannies are incredible. And, but not everyone can afford that. You know, this is really, I just like to always address, like, this is like 1% of certainly the United States, less than 1%. It's really unaffordable. And that's what we're trying to change. But like, that's the only way you can make it work. And you have two working parents. But I will say when I worked from home during COVID for six months, yes, we had somebody that was with us, but you know, COVID times, obviously that changed. So we no longer had anybody in the house. Yeah. And things changed economically for our household too. So we did it on our own, but we were both home. Yeah. And that was very hard. Yeah. We did it, but it's, it's not super doable. Oh yeah. I mean, it's doable, but it's, it's tough. Yeah, it is really tough. And I think that was just so, so incredibly hard for everyone. But like the, the good thing is it's shined a light on this and we're Mm -hmm. trying to like do this show to really show what a problem there is, you know, such a problem and it's unaffordable. Like you guys are working, you know, Brian and I are working and we're like paying for childcare basically. And we're in a world where we go to work now, you know, and and even if not, like you, you need to, you have three boys at home. I mean, you can't focus on what you need to do with a one, four and six year old. Like it's, it's so hard. You know, I love hearing how you were saying you try to do everything and I think that's incredible. Yes. (laughs) But I think that's incredible. I think that's really important. And, you know, you want to be there for those kids' things. Like, I took Phoenix to soccer practice yesterday, and I was like, okay, we, the weekends are crazy because it's like, okay, I have to go to all of their games. I have two. Tell me about it. 
two kids in soccer. I don't know how we're going to do it when we have three. It's, I mean, I don't know. I, I have zero idea. I mean, literally, just to give you a little oh, microphone <laughs> problem, a little perspective into my next, okay, yeah, like 24 hours or less. I go to work today, 3.30 in the afternoon. I'm there till almost midnight, get home. Oh, husband's out of town. He, not on a yeah. golf trip, but just left to a dude ranch in Wyoming. Wait, first of all, you and I, like the fact we're both here <laughs> yes. and our husbands are right? out of town is right? huge. Right? Huge. Yes. I begged him to take the kids to school this morning because he's like, I got to be at the airport like, by 8.15. I was like, well, you can take the kids to school. <laughs> and he's like, no, I don't think I can. I said, well, at least you can have them ready. And he does help me in the mornings a lot because of my crazy schedule. And we'll dive into that. But yes, we yes. are. And we're, we're here. Yeah, we're here. We're absolutely here. And we still have so many things to do, right? Like you have a whole work day ahead of you, three kids to take care of at the end of the day. You know, so yes, we're here. That's amazing. So your next 24 hours. Next 24 hours. So, you know, get home. It's going to be about midnight, the earliest. I mean, even if I just jump in bed, winding down from being on air. So you get off work at midnight? Like 11.40. By the time I'm out the door, it's about 11.40, 11.45. So, you know. Yeah. I just say like midnight's like a good marker of being home. So I have to be up in the morning, you know, probably around six with the kids. I have to have my son dressed and ready for soccer on the field by 745 and then wait between games for an hour for my daughter's game that starts at 1015, technically kickoff 1045, but I have to be there, you know, 1015. And then I have to leave figure out childcare and throw, which I'm very excited about this, but one of my best friends, baby showers. And this has been like years in the making and she's having a baby. So a lot of our coworkers, but you know, we have like maybe about 50 women coming to this. So that is, that is really what's, you know, and and, you know, yeah, solo. That's solo. So childcare is so crucial. It is so crucial. And that is a fun 24 hours. (laughs) I don't know if you feel this way, but like I was thinking recently, like, because it's like my head's always, there's always a clock going. Right. And I don't know how to calm down because you're constantly thinking, okay, well, if I'm calm, what's going on with my kid? What's going on with this? And then it's like, I literally can be thinking, like, I know exactly how much more of this interview we have. And I know exactly, you know, you're just, you're always, we need to figure out how do you calm down? How do you kind of relax and get off the clock? I I make lists, but the lists all involve clocks. So I actually will be like, you know, 10 to 10.50, you know, yes. we're here, 10.50 to, you know, get yes. home at this time. And if I have it mapped out on a piece of paper, and it can't be in my phone, like I have to physically write it with a pen on a piece of paper, then I feel like it's there and then I don't have to do the math Do the math in my head constantly. That's helpful. Yeah. Even like for getting up this morning, I was sort of like, okay, my kids are probably going to wake up at like... I always hope they'll wake up at 6.30. Strider's on this like thing where he wakes up between 5 and 6, and Oof. it is brutal. Oof. I'm literally like, Oof. go downstairs and let me just get dressed. Right. <laughs> like, just right. let me get dressed. Right. But I like that, writing it out, because then you're not doing the math. Right. It's just, the math like, is done, dependable. and you're like, it's there. And it's like out of your brain. Exactly. And it kind of gets etched in. Like, once I write it down, I'm like, okay, I know exactly what I should be doing right now. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, tell me a little about your childcare growing up. I obviously am very familiar, but also you, your parents are Russian. Yeah. And you speak Russian. Yes. And you learned to speak English when you were watching the Weather, the Weather Channel, Channel yeah. which is such an incredible thing. And, and it's I kind such of a cool story. forgot about it for a while. I wrote my college essay about this. And then when I started working in San Francisco, the college, like the 
consultant or the, you know, the person that kind of helps you with your applications in college sent it to me, tracked me down and sent it to me because oh I popped up on the air in San Francisco doing the weather, Oh my gosh. which I thought was so cool. And so I, anyways, but yeah, I was enamored with all of the visuals on the weather channel tornadoes that was like a really big one yes. so i think this is when i kind of started getting into this, this tornado chasing have to yes have to have to but you know i didn't i didn't speak english so i basically went to kindergarten so and then to speak to the childcare thing when i was really little we had live-ins cuz my mom used to commute up to san francisco and work up there my dad was gone working too and were these like au pairs they like were kind of like au pairs okay. very similar to yeah. an au pair you know so from different countries sort of here, you know, for a short amount of time. So I guess it was sort of like the au pair program of the 80s. I'm not sure exactly how how that broke down for my parents. But then my mom had a hard time. She ended up working, becoming part-time, which back then was very hard for a woman working in, you know, she was in software. And she she was able to go part-time and then I think she just had a hard time she told me that she would never see me she'd leave in the morning drive up to the city drive back you know just in time to maybe put me to bed maybe not and she stopped working and she her background is she's a musician she's a pianist so she actually went back to that and started teaching piano at home so she had a ton of students and they would come to the house so the beautiful thing about that is when I was older we didn't really have childcare. she would be the one to pick me up from school, sometimes my dad, but generally her, but we would always be rushing home. Like, and now I understand that rush. Yeah. I didn't get that. And I was always like, she's always in a rush. But you know, it'd be like 3 p.m. Gotta get home for my first student. Yeah. So so she she really did it all until my brother came along about 12 years later. Okay. Which we have a wild age gap. Wild age gap. But my parents just decided better late than never 12 years later. <laughs> And they had my brother. I, I still I still think, oopsies. But they they refused to admit that. So everyone's like, was he in an accident? But if he was, he was the best accident that ever happened. I love my brother. And it's so funny because now we have this adult relationship that it took a while to get there. You know, because yeah. we, we had that gap. I used to change his diapers. Yeah. So I was, in a sense, kind of the child care. Yeah. We did have another nanny when my brother was kind of, you know, baby, and she would help, but I also was like sort of mother's helper or like nanny's helper where I, I would I would help out, you know, and yeah, I would take care of him. I would babysit him if my parents went somewhere on a weekend, which they did in high school. I don't know if you remember this. It might have been when we just met. I threw a huge party at my parents' house. Do not trust your 15-year-old. Oh, yeah. We've, I've been there. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, like, massive. Like, the whole block was filled with people kind of party. Yes. And my brother I, like, was vaguely maybe, like, remember this. Yeah. He was, like, two or three at the time. Right? Three? Does that sound? Yeah, 12 years. He was three. Sleeping in his crib in his room. Oh, my God. With just total <laughs> strangers. What? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just the whole house. Like, you know, like, the house parties you see <laughs> in shows? Like, we're just, like, people everywhere. Yeah, one of those kinds of parties. Sorry, Mom and Dad. I mean, they found out I was grounded for pretty much the rest of high school. My parents were already really, really strict. I mean, because, you know, they came from a different culture, and there's some things that, you know, like, I always had a 10 o'clock curfew. There's something I remember you did with your kids that I thought was really cool, and it was a couple of years ago. And I think you were saying something like you're, like, Ross and you were on the phone a lot, and so you got, 
you used an old flip phone. phone. You called it your burner burner phone. phone. It still exists. And it still exists. And you said that on the weekends, you just leave your house and you leave your phones and you take the burner flip phone. And you were like, ultimately, we had to download things like Google Maps. Right. But we've we've upgraded to an old iPhone. So we could like use Waze. Yes. Right. But it's not, you can't text on it and you can't like, well, maybe some people have the number. Right. But I thought that was so cool. Tell me about that. Yeah. We were so militant about it and it was amazing. COVID blurred the lines for sure. So this was like a little pre-COVID and I remember he was so proud of it and he was telling you, (laughs) and then you're like, hey, Brian. Yeah. And he was like, oh God, you know, (laughs) because husbands hate to hear that. They're like, Ross, shut up, (laughs) you know? But it was kind of the best thing. And the kids still, they're like, put your phones away. I mean, get off the phone, get off the phone. I mean, they police us. Yeah, our kids do too. Yeah, and I think it's good because, you know, at some point we're going to have, they're going to be the ones with the phones, which that scares me. That's a whole other chapter that I, I don't, I, I, right? I'm it's daunting. Yeah. So I think if we set that example for them early, then, you know, they'll respect the same rules. But we do yeah. still have a burner phone. It is a little more high tech now. It is linked to his iCloud. So now we do get some texts. I feel like, yeah. like I said, the lines got a little blurred post COVID since we were home a lot and it, it everything got blurred. So yeah. we're, we're trying to do a better job. And I'm worse at it. My husband's actually better and he needs to be on the phone more than me because he's running a company. Like when I'm when I'm done with work, I'm pretty much done with work. Unless there's weather happening. Her husband or runs this amazing company called Roaming Hunger. Uh, so shameless plug. Ever, shameless plug. <laughs> so if you ever need a food truck anywhere, you go to roaminghunger.com. Yep. yep, that's right. <laughs> I love it. So yes, we're we're never hungry. He also likes to cook this part of it too. Gender roles, right? Gender roles. Gender roles. I love yeah, that. Yeah, that's a big, that's a big thing. But yeah, so the, the burner phone is amazing. I mean, yeah. we still try to implement it on the weekends. I'll be like, I didn't take my phone. I didn't take my phone, you know, and I'll be like, do you have the burner? And he'll be like, yes, I have the burner. And even the kids know it's the burner. We're not on the phone. We're going to the beach for the day. We're unplugging yeah. and we have nowhere to be. And you know, if there's an emergency, we have a phone and, and the people that need to be able to get in touch with us can't. But beyond that, that's, that's so it. fantastic. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. You know, so tell me a little about like when you were, you had just had the kids, you were waiting or your first child and you were waking up at 3 a.m. Yeah. How were you? I know you were like breastfeeding. How yes. were you doing this? So that was hard because I would say sometimes I would wake my daughter up because she, when I was doing the morning show, I had... See, you got my life dialed way more than me. I was like, you're right. Yeah, that was my first. You're, you're so good. You're such a good friend. It's like all jumbled in my head, but thank you for unjumbling. Yes. So that was my daughter. And I would sometimes wake her up for like a dream feed, but then sometimes I didn't want to wake her. Yeah. So I would have to pump in the morning and I would pump in the car on the way to work because every minute of sleep really counts on that of shift, course. you know? So I would pump and then, you know, there were some days. That'll wake you up. It, it'll wake you right <laughs> up, right? Wakes everything up and then you're like starving. And then I would go through the show and then right as the show was over, I would have like a 20 minute window, not even, to go pump. So I couldn't do like a full, full pump by the time you put everything on and like got into the pumping room and all of that. And, you know, there were days where I was like Spilling. I mean, this is really like TMI, but you know, this is being a mom and we have to talk about it, like spilling breast milk on my dress and then having to go back on TV and then being like, where's the blow dryer? And, you know, I've definitely like been on TV just like post, post <laughs> like dripping pump. everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that has happened for sure. And that happens. It happens. I mean, it's messy and yeah. it's like, and, and I, you know, 
everything is to the minute right. in TV news. So it's sort of like, you know, if you're not there for that 719 cut in, like, you just <laughs> Actually, you I'm be talking there. about the clock and I'm thinking right. about you and you're like, no, I know what 45 seconds means, Jesse. <laughs> like, right. I know exactly. I could blow dry my whole dress in 45 right? seconds. Right. I mean, everything's like, you really have it down to the minute. I mean, yeah. I haven't done that show in years, but I could tell you like the first cut ins at 719, the next one's at 722, then it's 39, 812. Like, it's insane that I remember that. But, it's but you know, amazing. you literally live your, you know, news life on the minutes and it's live TV. So it's yeah. not like, hold on, hold on, you know, we'll record in a minute. It's, it's like, you know, go time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, well, so tell us right now, in California, mm-hmm. what should we be thinking about weather-wise? Ooh, climate change, you okay. know, and, and I'm so excited because we're really talking about it now. And I feel like for a long time, you know, it, it was hard to broach the subject. It really became politicized and it's, it's not political. I mean, it's happening and it's just... Yeah, it's this, not political. It's no, science. It's science. And and there is science to back it, to prove it. We see it in our everyday lives. And, you know, I think that is just the number one thing. And, yeah, we're talking about it. We're doing town halls about it, you know, with other meteorologists across the state. CBS has done a, an amazing job shedding light on that. I've done a couple stories for the network now, which has been really exciting, where I've gotten to go out to the Central Valley and shine a light on what's happening to our agriculture, to, you know, California produces over a third, more than that, depending on the crop, of the nation's food. Like we're talking produce, nuts, like 90-something percent, maybe even up to 99 percent when we're talking about almonds, almonds. or pistachios. I'm, maybe the numbers aren't exactly right, so don't qu- But But generally, I mean, this is the ballpark, and it's tremendous. And climate is affecting all of it. All of it. And, and drought, I mean, that's all part of it. Water shortage. We're going into another La Nina year, three years of drought. I mean... We're in a mega drought, yeah. you know, and I know it sounds sensationalized, but it's not. I mean, we are so dry and it is so much warmer than it's supposed to be. And we're not getting the rain and we're getting the climate extremes and what we call whiplash weather where you get, you know, heat, heat, heat. And then this crazy storm that will dump way too much rain after a fire. And then you get mudslides and and we're seeing a lot of that too. So interesting. I mean, the water thing really does freak me out. And I think it's like, we grew up in a drought. I remember those little cartoons where it was like the fish in the sink and then all the water goes out and you're like, oh, the fish, he doesn't have any water. And like, I don't know, they played it in all of our schools, I feel like. And Brian grew up in Washington state and Brian, I mean, we have such different water relationships. Like I stress out. I'm like, you're not at the sink and the sink is on. Right. The the sink is on. Turn it off. Turn it off. Yes. Yes. He's like, Jesse, geez, I'm just trying to wait for it to get hot. I'm like, no, 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 you need, like, you can't waste water right. like that. And now we're in a drought again. And I'm like, this is serious. Yes, yes, <laughs> it's right. like, I think that's when people say like, what's your biggest pet peeve? I think wasting water yeah. is but you my know biggest what? pet peeve. We're, we're telling our kids this because we're in it, right? Yeah. So it's generational. So I think it's yeah. good, you know, that we grew up with this. It's not good that we grew up in a drought, but we yeah. grew up with sort of the knowledge around it because we experienced it, Yeah, you know, and we could see that there's no water in the reservoir, you know, Pacific Northwest, obviously yeah. a very different story. We just take a little bit of their water, balance it all out, but we can't, unfortunately. No, and even yeah. driving from LA to San Francisco, mm-hmm. you're seeing the reservoirs oh, wow, and right? they're just empty now. Empty. Yeah. Empty. It's unbelievable. It is. It's like, I do think about that. And even as an investor, I've been thinking about like, oh, we need to invest in more water related businesses. Yes. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. I 
feel like climate is just so water. climate change. Take it seriously. Take it guys. seriously. It's for real. Tell your kids about it. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's it's going to be their responsibility oh, soon. Completely. Yeah. Well, okay. So this is time for our goodbye story. Aww, it's and already time to say goodbye. I this know, is so fun. This is I want so it to end. fun. I know. It's so fun. I love having you here. It's Aww. the greatest. And you said your favorite book is An Elephant and Piggy Biggy book by Mo Willems. And he has five volumes yes. of these books. Yes. And We're something, obsessed with all of them. Something cool I learned about him is... He began his career as a writer and animator on Sesame Street, so it right. all feels like it all kind of went together. Right. But so tell me about this book and why you love these so much. Right. So we like to laugh in our family, and this is literally just, I, I would say not one of those books. There's so many of them. He's so prolific, which I love because it's not just one. It's like, you know, like I said, yeah. like you said, you know, there's five volumes. So we have all the big volumes, the small books. And then, you know, my little one will actually like get it from the library. They have, you know, the, the smaller versions, but he can also read them now, which I love. And it's really, so it's a cool. simple read and a fun read. And it's just a good chuckle. Like, yeah. don't let the pigeon drive the bus, you know? <laughs> and it's like, really don't let the pigeon drive the bus. Yeah. And, you know, or, you know, waiting is hard. I think, there's some life lessons in there too. Yeah. And I, sometimes I find myself just quoting the books being like, you know, it's hard to wait guys, right? But it, it, it's it's fun, it's lighthearted, it's easy to read. And now we're getting to that point where, you know, I have a first grader, we're still trying to get him fully comfortable with reading. So I totally get the like second child, you know, and he's amazing. But, but you know, these are the books where he can kind of feel comfortable and read it and have fun reading it. So we're focusing more on that story times change like when when you ask me about favorite books I'm like oh it's so different now you know because I've got one that reads by herself in bed yeah and then the other one who's trying to learn how to read and that's yeah. what it's focused about but it's, it's fun I it's like a fun and it's important to read I mean I think yes. I, I think about that a lot like for kids it's just important to like encourage them to read yes. and this is such this is fun you know I can't believe I've never heard of these books so I have to go you gotta get, get them, them. Yeah. oh my god and you're totally in like that stage you are so there yeah I'm so excited you're gonna love it and it's fun and you're so fun like you're just gonna have fun reading it you guys like to have a good time yes so this is you're gonna love it it's just it's fun it's lighthearted. it's really sweet and then you'll get them reading too which is fun well Ev I love you so much this was so fun thank you you so much for coming on I was just thinking about like you have those friends in your life who you just we've always sort of supported each other's yeah. careers or maybe you've just supported mine. So thank you. But I really, I feel <laughs> no, like I was I thinking it. back. We did, I ha- we like started, we came, we came and did up, that movie. S- Do you remember that movie? Yes, Doggy, Doggy Boogie. Boogie. We've been like doing this together yes. kind of alongside each other yes. forever. I mean, 20 plus years now. Yes. Oh my God. That's crazy. So, yeah. Our 20 year high school reunion. That's so crazy. It's so crazy. Well, congratulations on all your success oh, and your parenthood you. and you're doing you. a great job. Oh my God. And I'm just, I'm just grateful to know you yes. and for all the good work you do. So everyone pay attention to climate change. Yes, please. And thanks for all the fun tips and tricks. Thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Please write us a review. If you liked us, tell us what you think. Follow us on Instagram at monumental.podcast or at Jesse C. Draper and tell us who you want to hear from and how you think we can solve childcare. Also, please give us five stars.